This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black on the last day of South by Southwest Music, my last interview of 2016 at the festival, man. And there's no one better that it could be with than Alex Fruchter, Southwest Southwest veteran, uh, educator from Chicago, record label uh, mogul, like all these things and more, man. How are you doing? Great, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Like anyone who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows who you are. Anyone in Chicago knows who you are. Like, but we've had you on the podcast a number of times for panels, for all sorts of stuff, man. But it's it's great to catch up with you always on and off the mic. Uh, This is your, we were saying, your ninth South by Southwest? Yeah, this is my, uh, my, now, my ninth South by Southwest music fest in a row. In a row. In so a next row. year's the anniversary. We're going to have to like have a big party in your honor, like rent out like a suite at the Driscoll, do the whole thing. Definitely, man. Maybe make some T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not, not, I haven't really started planning yet. Preliminary plans, but nothing, <laughs> nothing crazy. Right. You know, uh, Young Thug took my idea. I was gonna have a casket roll through sixth <laughs> with my face on it of like ten years in the ten years in the bag right. or something like that. But you know, I saw Young Thug work it out and seeing it in person, it's not really the direction I'm going for. So I'm glad he he kind of like did that without even me talking to him. You know? Yeah, that was nice. So you're down here like doing a number of things, but one of the things you're doing that's really cool is you are involved with, of course, the department that we both teach in at Columbia College. Yeah. And this is one of the things I think is very cool about both Columbia and our department, which is the Business and Entrepreneurship Department. They put together, and I'll let you speak more to this, but they put together this showcase, or rather they let the students put together a showcase um, through the uh, department's record label. And you were one of the people who was kind of over here, uh, I guess, like, not overseeing or facilitating because the students are doing it, but you're kind of on hand. Like, talk about that because I think that's so cool. Yeah, so... Uh no, it's really dope. I, I teach uh, I teach at Columbia College, and one of the great things that they're one of the things I think Columbia excels at is putting industry professionals in the classroom, and then letting the industry professionals um, give the pass their experience on to the students, and letting the students run with it. Yeah, and, just kind uh, of stepping out of the way. Yeah, stepping yeah. out of the way. So I teach a practicum course called uh, Amp Hip Hop, and it is the hip hop division of the student-run record label Amp Records. And every year, as part of their grade, they have to organize a showcase at South by Southwest. They've done it, I think, this is the fifth fifth annual um, showcase. Uh, every year, they send more and more students. All of AMP came as like 85 kids, but the rock and hip hop are charged with programming that, getting the venue, uh, finding any kind of sponsorship, convincing artists to perform, running the whole, running the whole show, and I step out of the way. This is also the first year um, I got to I actually DJed the show for one of the artists they booked, uh, Kip Stone, who we started right. we signed uh, back in um, November or something. But yeah, it's great. This was also the, I think the smoothest showcase that we've had. Some have been kind of messy, but the kids have really like they buy into the whole process. It's been dope. Well, it's incredible. Like it's not every college. In fact, I don't know any other college that gets you know that brings a mass of students to South by Southwest. And then, like, facilitates them putting together their own showcase. Like, that's staggering. That's not, like, a school talent show. Like, this is, the, yeah. like, the big time. And for anybody who's like, okay, well, maybe it's, like, a school thing off campus. Like, 
This is on 6th Street at Bat Bar, like right in the midst of everything. So it's a real deal. Yeah. And I mean, if you put a, you made a list of Chicago hip hop artists that performed at mm-hmm. a, the Amp South by Southwest show and did like one column who they are and like where are they now. I mean, you would find a very, very, very impressive list of names. Some of those made their their Austin debut on that same stage. It's uh, on six. You're talking about Bat Bar every year, and uh, it's it's awesome to see. This year we had uh, some really great emerging talent. Joey Perp headlined, mm-hmm. and you know last year. Uh, Tokyo was one of the headliners, and look at what he's done. But the year before that, Mick Jenkins was one of the headliners. We've had um, Saba perform. Um, those are just the last few, Thelonious Martin. So if you like looked at where they go after finding AMP, the, the, this, the label itself is like a uh, breeding ground for local talent. That's what AMP Records is about. And also, they're not just here to do the showcase. They have to do panels. I gave them a, a point system of like a photo with a Chicago artist is this, a photo with a national artist is this, a business card from an industry professional is this amount of points. So they're in competition, and one of them is going to win a prize for their South by Southwest uh, experience. So here's the thing, man. I teach alongside you at the college, not in the same room, but like we're in the same department. Like I'm jealous. Like I'm like I wish I had that experience. Like. I don't think you had that in college. I, again, I don't think a lot of colleges get to do something like this. What helps, um, I guess, kind of inspire you to create this experience for students that almost no one else has? Well, I mean, you know, I think I definitely did not have this experience in school in the traditional sense. I went to Indiana University, which I, I loved, but it didn't have this kind of program and they're not we're not in like the hip hop playground like that so I had to create that myself at IU and I did that and I I really use my own experience of like hustling for everything um, that I've done and like my reputation is everything and I pass it on to the kids and I'm very blunt and and real with them and especially in this course it's just like you have to want to do it Uh, music industry is not a place where you're really going to succeed in waiting for things to come but you also can't go nuts and kind of be fraudulent so I teach them to have a a controlled rage which is something like one of my high school basketball coach taught to us of like approach what you want with with this controlled passion and um, that's what drives it and just like I also see you know the kids that are in my class are going to be next in line at least in the Chicago scene they're going to be I'm not the 25-year-old I was when I started this, Mm. and I'm not the 18-year-old I was when I started, like, even just the earliest things. These are those kids now. Someone has to teach them the real ropes, the real, like, uh, the culture of the music scene here. So it's in good, yeah, so it's in good hands, so it doesn't, like, I really want this thing to survive for a long time, um, well beyond when I'm gone, and you have to teach the new generations, and, and that's where a lot of that comes from for me and my experiences with the older generation some that slammed every door they could in my face and then a few that like creaked open the doors I made a decision I want to be someone opening the doors yeah but I mean that's so so insanely important because you're absolutely right that was something I was thinking while you were talking about this like there are so many maybe more established professionals who have been in the game for a set amount of years I'm not even saying older just they've been in it longer and they're scared of new technology. They're scared of new artists. They don't understand it. They don't want new talent coming in. Right. And it's so, I think, 
like just crucial to not be that guy yeah. you know no you you uh, definitely not you know uh, you're gonna stay relevant based on the younger kids your legacy giving you that relevancy so i want like when come, people come to me to ask questions or ask for help as much as i possibly can i want to give them like some jewels so they it's in good hands and like these are these are kids that need need uh need just like a push in the right direction and those are people like i'm these, these kids in columbia are going to be my peers one day in the business when i'm like 45 and still try, trying to do something i'm going to need to call on these dudes because they're going to be the ones like running the venue booking the shows for real and not everybody thinks about that and it's like and i know that with closed sessions as well which of course is your record label based out of chicago it's a hip-hop yeah. label great history we've talked about it a bunch in the podcast you have a number of columbia interns past and present involved in that as well so you're really like you're not just talking the talk you're putting this into action in a kind of all facets of your professional life right yeah definitely i try to i mean from the music the artists we work with to the to the students um and then you know and yeah it all works in the same in the same way and that's not you know i don't want to make it seem like i woke up like uh this is like God, a God-given thing to me. It took me a while to realize that. I, it wasn't like overnight. I just right. was like, hey, everyone, let me help you as much as I can. It's a learning process, I think, as you get older and also understand a bit more. So it's been, a, like, that's one of, been one of the biggest learning lessons for me of adopting this attitude, you know, over the last few years. So realizing when you get to that point that you need to start doing that. Yeah, you turn around and think, okay, I've gotten to this point where, like, I'm fortunate to be here, and it's yeah. through hard work, but you're still fortunate. How do I bring that to other people? Absolutely, man. So you've been attending South By for nine years now. What's the thing that keeps you coming back? I know, like, in part you're here with the college, like, presenting this, but I know that even if you weren't here with Columbia, you would be here. So what is it about this experience that keeps you coming back when so many people every year think, oh, South By's over, it's too big, or it's too this? Well, uh, a big part of it is is the uh, is Columbia, and I think I'm very fortunate where I don't even have to think about if I'm going to come or not because of this situation. But at the end of the day, for me as someone um, with an indie label uh, that is very reliant on other people living across the country that I only talk to an email, having a chance to just see them in person and solidify those relationships or think, you know, a lot of this has been me thanking people face to face for the first time. Thank right. you for supporting. Thank you for that blog post you might have thought made no difference, but actually got Clay Collins like this, this and this. And that's really what it's about to me, seeing people um, that I've worked with for a long time and never really met. Running into artists that we've booked, uh, like Alan Kingdom is a good example. Running him to him yesterday and being like, we booked, you know, his first Chicago show two years ago, and just running in and like being able to say like, man, it's so great to see you succeeding, and and it's also like good for my soul. I think seeing these artists and receiving that much, uh, receiving love back, is a refreshing thing, you know. So you know, on the subject of giving back, like. If somebody is a student at Columbia and they're hearing this, if somebody's not a student at Columbia and they're an artist, they want to get involved with closed sessions, either from the artist roster side or as an intern or contributor, like how can people connect to what you're doing and get involved with, you know, the spirit of you really being so, so gracious with like, you know, connecting with other, with younger, newer talent? Definitely. Uh, well, if you go to Columbia, you can definitely you can sign up and take one of my, one of my classes. Uh, that's that. 
Um, if you don't go to Columbia, that's totally cool as well. But I would say for anything, and I, that's why I tell people first, like you should be following us on social media. You should know the artists that we have. You should be looking at what kind of events we do. You know, don't just blindly reach out and apply to something in any, whether you want to be in music or TV or a plumber. Like you should learn what it is you're actually be doing. But hit me up, Alex at closedsessions.com is really the best way. If you're at Columbia, I, I meet with a lot of kids just in my office hours, like whatever. I'm on camera around, you know. Dude, you are around. Like you're out at the shows, you're out at the college, you're out at South by. Like you're out here, and you I'm know you are, man. And you've been doing this a long time, and I think it's it really is so I think important that you are giving back like this, man. I just keep coming back to that, and I think that's the best part of this. So thanks, man. You yeah. as well. Doing what I can, man. Uh, this is a great way to close out South by Southwest. 2016. Next year is the 10-year anniversary for Alex wow. Fructor here. I can't wait to see what... I know they're going to, like, shut down not just 6th, but 5th and 4th and 7th. Like, I think the mayor's talking about doing something. It's going to be a big deal, man. It may be. Yeah, I don't want to reveal too much right now, but... I'm hearing Barack might come back. <laughs> Barack might, you know. He's from High Park, so... Right. We're going we're gonna to grab, uh, grab some food uh, at Medici and... You know, discuss it. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. there you go, man. That's the place to do it. Um, Alex, man, it's always great to catch up with you, man. In and out of uh, the college and everywhere else, man. And I have to say, like, before I knew you, before we were friends and colleagues, like, back in 2010, we did our first interview down here for uh, Ruby Hornet. It was you and Virgil Solis, man. And uh, and I didn't know you, you know what I mean? But like, I was really inspired and intrigued by what Ruby Hornet was doing at that time. And you were just as gracious then as you are now, man. So thank you for always taking the time for the podcast, man. That's what's up. Thank you for continuing to have me on. That's awesome. Thanks, man. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descent.